Hey guys, hope you're all keeping well and welcome back to the Crypto Circle podcast, episode four of season three. And for the next hour, at least, you have the absolute pleasure of listening to myself, Amish and Corian. But today's episode, guys, largely revolved around two topics. The first one being my favorite, of course, was the FOMC meeting. And if any of you don't know what that is, that is the US Central Bank meeting, which took place last Wednesday. And it was the most anticipated event of the year so far. And they did exactly what everybody expected them to by raising interest rates by 25 basis points and ending QE. And I kind of just briefly went over what to expect at the meeting and what to kind of expect for the rest of the year. I kind of almost gave my macro thesis for the year, if you want to call it. So that was interesting. But then I decided to flip the script a little bit and talk about NFTs, which isn't something I usually gravitate towards and something Amish was shocked by. But I really wanted to get Amish's thoughts on this because he is our resident NFT expert. And of course, last week, the big news came out that Yuga Labs, the owner of the Board Ape Yacht Club project, acquired the Began Punks. And a lot of people, when that news came out, they started saying it was very anti-Web3. It was very against what the NFT space is about. So I thought it'd be great to get Amish's thoughts on that towards the end. And it was a great discussion overall, guys. You know, these episodes where it's just us three, they usually are my favourites. So I really enjoyed this one. And I hope you do too. And of course, here's a little snippet of what you can expect. We've thrown a more hawkish Fed, higher interest rates at Bitcoin. We've thrown a war at Bitcoin. We've thrown 8% inflation at Bitcoin. And still it hasn't taken out the 30k low. Is that very anti-Web3? It's, it's completely anti-Web3. Does anyone care? I mean, really? Are you in it for the tech? we got the big one tonight. What's that? Chelsea versus Lille. No, I thought you meant FOMZ. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that. <laughs> that. Super Bowl tonight, boy. Super Bowl that. tonight, man. This is, this, is, this is my Super Bowl today, boy. Mate, you had a Super Bowl two, like a month ago. Two months ago. The, you, you know when Korean Saints play like, I don't know, Every week. Packers or something, whoever they are, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. Teams, that was a good one. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. But, but, you know, when you get a game like that, this is my equivalent. So I am very, very. I woke up with a big smile on my face today. So, so is it like okay? What happened? Because well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to steal your So it's, it's Wednesday the 16th, right? I've woken up and I saw Bitcoin. Well, I didn't. I saw it this morning. It really spiked up in the middle of the night. So what yeah, the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was watching it last night and it was just like going just crazy. And I'm like, well, hmm. everything went like crazy yesterday. Like, and it was like towards the, well, like you said, it was overnight. It was towards the end of the night for me, for sure. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm still going to sleep. So <laughs> I'll see what happens in the morrow if we get like a pullback or if it was something crazy, but I don't know. I think it's going to be a crazy, crazy day in in terms of volatility today. Crazy, yeah. crazy day, I think. So, yeah, lots to look forward to. Uh, a couple of alts are starting to start. I, mean, I don't know if I'm being optimistic or I'm just, you know, the stars are aligning. <laughs> but some alts are starting to look remotely okay. I've noticed yeah. the same thing. Yeah. I've, I've very much noticed the same thing. I've also been noticing how Bitcoin's actually showing a little bit of strength like in comparison to equities. Like if, if you look over, like if, if you look since Russia invaded Ukraine, mm. I know it's only very subtle, but 
Bitcoin's up around about 5% since Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. And like the NASDAQ and the S&P are down around about 1%, 2%. And if you kind of put overlay the kind of charts on top of each other, you can see it's like it's holding up pretty well. So, yeah, I, I'd agree with you, man. I'm quite, I'm quite optimistic in terms of, okay, maybe we don't see all-time highs, but I mean, at least we can look forward to maybe some sort of pump, at least, you know, to, uh, to 50K maybe. I think that's the kind of targets that we had in mind if, if we do see some sort of a rally. Yeah, I mean, we're at similar lows to where we were May to June time. Mm. I think a lot of people were expecting 32, 30K, maybe even lower. I don't think we would have been surprised with 32K because of the way it was going in, I'm just looking at the chart now, the back end of last year, early this year, it was literally, there was no downside that seemed too low kind of thing. It stabilised a lot over the last month to a point where it's actually quite boring now. So <sighs> Equinox is very soon. Next week, I think it is. So maybe FOMC tonight gives us some sort of sort of rally. What what in, in kind of plain English, right? What what is what are we expecting tonight? And then we'll see obviously by the time this goes out, we'll see what actually happened. Yeah, no, that's the that's the crap thing. I wish it was going out within an hour. This part, I know, I know, I know. perfect. But essentially, everyone knows they're going to raise rates. That's definitely going to happen. Because I had a few people asking me today, are they going to raise interest rate? I was like, yeah, a thousand percent. That's going to happen. Okay. It's just a matter of how much they raise it by. They either go by zero point two five percent or they go by half percent. Now the thing is, the market since January has been pricing in a rate hike at the end of QE. So that's why everything's been selling off. Yeah. So. We've come to this position now where we already know what's going to happen. So let's say if the Fed do do that and they go by 0.25%, 25 basis points. I've written in my article actually today, I put it out just now, and I've written in there that I actually expect risk assets to rally a little bit off the back of FOMC just because everything's already priced in. So the markets aren't going to be caught off guard. They aren't going to be shocked by anything that happens. So we could probably see a little bit of a rally. I 100% see that as a scenario. So yeah. End of QE. I think QE actually ended last week. There was a lot. Of, there was a few people tweeting about it, saying that Q, the Fed has done their last batch of QE. So that's done now. Interest rates. They're now embarking on the next, the next path. And the last one, the third one, is QT, quantitative tightening. So that's the opposite of QE. So instead of adding to their balance sheet, they are going to reduce their balance sheet. So they haven't really given us any indication as to their plans on doing that. All they've told us is they're going to do it in sometime during summer. So I have written an article that if they do surprise us by telling us that, okay, there might be like some sort of a surprise when it comes to QT, that could spell trouble for risk assets, maybe. But I think if they just go along their normal route of raising interest rates by 25 basis points, QE's ended and they don't give us too many surprises in regards to QT. I think I think Bitcoin equity stocks, I think everything will do fairly well. Okay, so how does that, for our other folks, how does that affect prices as far as like like you say you may get a rally how does that affect prices like in the medium term like for example if you get a short rally let's say over the next week how does that this increase by basis points affect things let's say over like i would say like the next six months and i'm sure you've covered some of this i'm just still going back over it just to reiterate what do you think is how this affects everything yeah, so obviously short term, I still think, yeah, short term, I think there's room for a rally, but medium to kind of long term, if we're, if we're looking like more Q3 this year, like six months down the line, maybe, mm-hmm. I still hold a, a, a bearish bias just because of everything that's going on. 
because of QT later down later in summer. Like the market hasn't priced it. The market has only priced in 25 basis point rate hike and the end of QE. They've not priced anything else in, and they've sort of started to price a war in as well. But apart from that, they've not priced anything in. They've not they've not priced in a growth slowdown, which is due to come at the end of this year, which the markets have completely off guard, offside on. So this is why I kind of medium to long term, my bias is still bearish to neutral on crypto. I went on D's podcast the other day when I did his. 5d mastermind thing that he does and at the end of it he was like we were bigging you up in the discord group as the bitcoin bears the bitcoin bear because on the on his podcast when i went on he always asked that question at the end doesn't he of where do you see what's your end of year bitcoin target and i said you know what i shouldn't have said it i don't know why i said it but i said 30k and oh, i was like wow. I, I was like okay maybe not 30k but probably we're probably going to stay in this range maybe of between like 30 to 60. That, that was going to be my next question is like, is this enough to get us out of that range? <sighs> I think what I, I think that's a big catalyst, sign, man. That's a big sign. I, I think the catalyst that gets us out of the range <laughs> yeah. is the Fed pivoting on its printing more money. I think that's the, I think that's what we all need to look out for. When that, that's the biggest thing that's going to move markets. Do you, do you think they will print more money? Because if you say we went from like quantitative easing to probably going to tightening. Do you think they'll change their stance again to print more money? Yeah, I think so. It's only it's, It happens every time. It happens every time. And I put this chart together yesterday, which basically shows the interest rate, the Fed funds rate, the interest rate, and the, the yield curve, which is the two-year yield and the 10-year yield. So I've, I've talked about this multiple times, but basically whenever that indicator goes to 0%, it signals a recession within the next 12 months in an economy, in the US economy. So what I've noticed is when I overlaid the Fed funds rate with that yield curve chart, whenever the, over, over the last three tightening cycles, so 2000, the year 2000, 2008, and 2019, just recently gone, every time the Fed starts raising the interest rate, they send the yield curve down to 0%. So they force the economy into a recession every time they raise interest rates. And that's basically because as the debt burden in the US gets larger and larger due to all this printing of, of money over the decades, higher, is, higher interest rates are no longer kind of sustainable in, in the economy. They need to keep interest rates lower to kind of to stimulate spending, to stimulate borrowing. So mm-hmm. higher interest rate does, does not work in an economy when you've got a debt burden that's so big and it's growing year on year on year. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think, I, I don't know how many rate hikes are going to get in, but people are pricing in like seven rate hikes this year. I, I don't think that's feasible. Doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem no. right, man. I think two or three rate hikes and then I think it's going to, they're going to be in trouble, I think. Because the yield curve is already at around about 30, 30 basis points. So it's only got to go to zero now and that's it. And then everyone's going to panic and lose their shit. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Very it's, interesting. It's funny you said that because all the, while I've been doing some sort of digging while updating the blueprint, we've come across all, a lot of these models are starting to say the same thing now. And that kind of points to next year. What's this for Bitcoin? Yeah. Yeah, as in okay. next year, where basically next year being what the last six to eight months people thought it was going to be, and and I don't I don't know if it's just a perfect storm or whatnot, but I think it's almost like this year some people are almost written off already and and just kind of see it as like a surviving surviving this year, stacking whatever yeah. you can and just almost forgetting about it, or or go the complete other end and and kind of learn to trade to kind of pass the time. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like a. Everyone, everyone's quite well coming into this cycle. Everyone was like, okay, we're going to get the bull market, then we're going to get the bear market 2018 style. Yeah. This doesn't feel, I, don't, I know loads of people have said this as well, but it doesn't feel like a bear market. 
No. Like, we, we've, thrown, we've thrown a more hawkish Fed, higher interest rates at Bitcoin. We've thrown a war at Bitcoin. We've thrown 8% inflation at Bitcoin. And still it hasn't taken out the 30K low. No. So no. that's that's something, right? That's something, something, something to go on to. to. That's something to go on to, off, off, right? So, yeah, I, th- I think you're right, man. I think next year is going to be going to be the year potentially where we maybe see a bit more like parabolic price action, if if you want to call it. Maybe I think there's room still for positive months. I think you posted something in the Discord the other day, Amish, where it was showing like April's historically a positive month for for Bitcoin. So I think in between this this year, we do get positive months. We do get months where there's opportunity, whether that be in the altcoins or Bitcoin. I think for us, especially because we're more experienced in this space, mm. we can kind of venture out into the altcoins and take on that added risk. But for people who aren't as comfortable, maybe just stick with Bitcoin or ETH, I don't know. But there will be opportunities definitely this year. But I think the old, my overall thesis remains neutral for, for, for the remainder of this year, I think. So real quick, I'm sure mentioned like uh, a lot of people maybe pick up like trading to pass the time. And I think that's a very like interesting subject for us to delve into as how do you or what do you do? Because I know we've mentioned this before plenty of times on the podcast is like when the market's down or whatever we consider down from where you bought in, like do nothing. How would you and even dealing with you as well, like just play it, basically saying, like you say, your stance is maybe neutral for the next year as far as picking up a skill set, learning more about trading. Like how would you play it or how are you playing this next, let's say, six to eight months if you just get a basic neutral stance in crypto in particular? So there's two things. I, again, as much, it's almost like as much as I try, it's just, you know, I kind of get perfect excuse, right? Perfect copper. I kind of get distracted. I don't ever seem to have a time where I can just, you know, do what James does essentially and just sit in front of a chart all day for mm-hmm. days, weeks, mm-hmm. and months on ends. Just my schedule, but even between now and like the next three months, there's just not even like a point where that's possible. And obviously that's, that's done indirectly by my own, decisions and the way I like to live and, and, you know, just my general personality. Mm -hmm. So my view would be to maybe be a little bit more aggressive on accumulating those kind of altcoin plays, which we're starting to see now, right? So mm-hmm. even if you can do that, you can compound things and you can build an account up quite, quite quickly just by kind of flipping support and resistance, right? It's not, it's not difficult. You don't need to be looking for, you know, risk entries on the one minute time frame or anything like that, right? And I think shout out to Pitts because he does that very well, right? Probably very as, well. yeah. as good very as anyone, well. as good as anyone, right? So I think it's very much understanding what you are good at and what kind of works for you, right? This is what Riz does very well. This is what Dylan does very well. This is what James does. This is what all of us, I think there's a reason why you're good at it is because you understand what you're good at and you kind of double down on that, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, my, we've also, I mean, I think a lot of people, I think this is going to be quite a a salesy app, to be honest, we're just going to like push and promote everyone's stuff, so whatever. So (laughs) we've been using this time to almost like rebrand, rebuild and kind of restructure TCC. So should there be another, you know, leg up and, you know, everyone wants to be in crypto again, we're a little bit better positioned and we're a bit more structured and we want to scale it Mm. to a much bigger level, right? Because when we started, it was very much just a bit of, a bit of kind of fun. And we thought, okay, well, let's just give it a go because the world's in lockdown. We don't really have much else to do, to be honest, right? 
but we've kind of learned and we've understand how to, you know, maybe just approach things in, in a slightly more structured approach kind of thing and how to kind of scale things as well. So we're, we're looking to do that. I will definitely be looking to go on holiday a little bit more over mm-hmm. the next six to nine months. And the first stop is going to be across the pond. So I'm looking forward to that. And then, yeah, then we'll just see how it goes kind of thing. I think it's really important for people to understand this, that I'm not, I don't, I've got no plans to become like a proper, proper trader in the next couple of years, you know, the next six to eight, nine months kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I, you know, that's not who I am. There's no point in us trying to push that Mm -hmm. because without mentioning any names, you know, we've heard people say, and people who sell courses that will literally say, I'm not a trader, but I can make you into a trader. It's like, well, like what? <laughs> Sorry, what? Mm-hmm. I remember really, really early on in your journey when you were kind of documenting stuff on your on your Instagram. You used to be very into forex. I used to, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what kind of was it? Was it because you kind of realized where your strengths lied, and then you kind of just moved away from that a little bit more? What, what, what kind of put you off? I think kind of well, at the start, what happened was is I was studying forex, I was studying crypto, and I was working full time. So when people you know, like, you know, I think people who have just discovered us via TCC, and I, my brain was just dead, and I was like, something has to give here. And I was like, okay, well, which one do I enjoy more? Crypto, definitely. So I thought I just kind of focused my energy a little bit more into that side of things. And I remember that I remember it one really well. One time, I had this. I think it was G a trade one time and i was like technicals are perfect right and then it just completely went the other way probably for a number of reasons but i was like why has this happened right and was more interested in why it happened so i think i'd missed looking at the fundamentals that day and i just thought forget this i I don't understand what these words mean i still don't understand a lot of it when dylan talks (laughs) and i think that subconsciously there was just a disconnect then obviously now we've understand a lot of it's you know very much technically based and you can kind of approach it in a different manner i think people will see other people on instagram being a trader and being you know this and that and then wanting to be like them Mm -hmm. and it's not that it's kind of like okay well what are you good at you know this is the whole ikigai principle right i sent this to a friend of mine actually the other day who does very well for themselves but wasn't happy at their job and i was like look i've been in this position before And this never ends because as soon as you, especially in corporate worlds, as soon as you decide that, hang on a minute, I'm not happy. This is not good for my physical, mental, spiritual being. All they will do is offer you more money to stay. And that's all they are. They're just bribes to kind of keep you within the system. Right. Right. And it's great, but you will be, it's a never ending road that, right. And as soon as you leave, they'll just find someone else the next day. Like They probably won't be as good, but they'll just figure it out, right? It's just numbers at the end of the day. So I think I was very much like, okay, I can kind of live and work in a way that I want to. And okay, well, what does my, if I could just do whatever I want to do, how does that life look right now, right? And this was maybe, what, three or four years? Just It was before COVID, right? So maybe three or four years ago. So I was like, okay, I enjoy going to the cinema. I enjoy going out to restaurants. I'm, I think my clubbing days are past me. So when, <laughs> whenever my friends in America want to take me out, I'll be like, no, I'm okay. Thank you. And that was it. I just joined, enjoyed spending time meeting people and connecting with people and putting them in a position where they could thrive because I, uh, that is in my turn was my kind of, uh, you know, I got a lot of satisfaction, and a lot of kudos internally from that. Right. So that was it. 
kind of met Jay. Well, I didn't. Well, we all met at the same ish time, and then mm. we we realized that we were almost the complete opposites, but we had a lot of I don't use this word a lot, but alignment in terms of our values. And I think that's where we kind of met in the middle. And and I said this the other day. I was like, if you've got a team of four or five people and you're all really good at the same thing, you're only going to do that same thing. But the world requires, you know, an infinite amount of skills and resources. And this is what we've learned over the last year. It's like, look, you could be the amount of people that have gone viral over the most, you know, things that you would never even think about. And and it's so easy to find people with these skills. I mean, I'm not going to say what we were doing, but I was on a call just now and we were on a call with two other people who do, who are very, very good at what they do. And we obviously want to utilize their skills to benefit everyone. So yeah, that was, that was kind of it. I, I kind of like going to the restaurant and I kind of like going to the cinema and I like going to concerts and that's it really. I don't want to, I don't want to have to ask someone for a day off six months from now, just because I want to spend a couple of days with my mates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds quite arrogant and, and, and a lot, not, not, not a lot of people have that luxury, but we're very lucky that we are in a position to do that. And so we are not only living that life on our terms and, and in kind of in the way we want to, but the, then the real kind of, the real kind of responsibilities and the real kind of benefit we have is that we can also help a couple of other people build whatever their their kind of definition of, of, of I don't want to say perfect, a favorable lifestyle is. So that's that's kind of what we're doing at the moment. Gotcha. Beautiful. Yeah. And everyone, just one other thing, sorry, the, the book is called Ikigai. We'll maybe put it in the in the notes. But yeah, it's a Japanese way of living shall we say and it's it's super super insightful especially if you're young and you don't really know what you want to do definitely definitely read that book shout out shout out mr howard oh god i forgot i forgot what your question was now korean <laughs> basically in, basically in short now that the market and you think that it's neutral what will you be doing over the next six to eight months time and what would you recommend other people do or how do you handle it when the market is just neutral yeah, it's, it's it's obviously different for I guess it's yeah I guess it's different for people with different experiences, right? Just for myself and how I'm gonna kind of plan this the rest of this year, I'm gonna look to take a little bit more of a defensive approach to crypto for the for the majority of this year. If there's opportunities there, I'll hundred percent look to take them, whether they're in altcoins, whether they're in Bitcoin, ETH, whatever. I'll look to take them, but I'm gonna be focusing a little bit more on external projects and FX this year, just to kind of build up as much capital as I can. So when that time comes, when if Bitcoin bottoms or whatever, I'm, I'm not looking to catch the exact bottom, but I still I'm 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 of the mindset Q4 Q1 2022 2023 is when we're gonna see some movement in Bitcoin probably. So I'll be ready then to kind of put on like a nice a, a large sum into Bitcoin and, and in the crypto space. So I'm looking to just kind of focus on external projects, FX, which has been like a, a big part of my journey over the last kind of. Ooh, five six months maybe thanks to james and everybody in the hub so yeah that, that that's me man like i said defensive approach to crypto if there's opportunities there i'll take it but i'm going to be focusing externally on macro vibes and <laughs> and fx so so yeah what about you Corian? how, how are you gonna how are you gonna look to play this well hang on, hang on. just when by the time this episode airs Corian's life might be quite different Uh, Indeed, indeed. Indeed. Is he going to even have time to trade? That's the question. So, to put all that in perspective, right? Me personally, of course, you know things are changing. What I, what I've always gone back to, like even from the beginning, 
from when I first, you know, looked at a chart or, you know, we all were in different stuff. And when I first even, you know, spoke with Amish for the first time years and years ago is that my goal in life, and I used to tell my friends this all the time, was that it was at least, and, and this is me being really transparent as an entrepreneur, and this is like take out inflation, take out gas prices. My original goal to start off working for myself was the average American household income uh, is like $50,000. And what my goal was, was to be able to earn $50,000 or let's say an average of $1,000 a week working for myself or through my own efforts. And I told myself once I was able to accomplish that, I would then go on to, you know, seek higher heights and everything like that. But as long as I knew that, you know, I could make a thousand dollars a week without per se working for somebody. And this is just in, you know, Americans terms, our terms. I'm not trying to push that number on anybody or anything like that. That's just where I was personally leading up to my, you know, future goals in life. I said, well, let me start with a thousand dollars a week. And then I would create this and I, always, I used to write this all the way in my calendars back from like 2012 when I first started really understanding business and stuff like that is let me just always make my weekly income my daily income. And that would that would give me measurable results in real time. So, for example, if you had an average of $500 a week and you worked, you could fathom eventually taking, even if it took you years to make $500 a day, that would be like a quantum leap in your financial situation. And instead of saying, oh, I need a million dollars a year or a million dollars a month or whatever the case may be, just going from a person who can take what you, what it took you seven days to earn to not earning that in one day, it's easier for your mind to comprehend. So that's always what my goals have been financially is just to take some of my best weeks or my biggest weeks and then kind of push that into a day. And I've done that and I've worked on that and the bigger the numbers get, the longer it takes and it's different things like that. So from a financial perspective, I would say personally, not just financial, but just in the markets or anything, I feel like, and I say this all the time, like I'm like a hybrid, right? And when I say a hybrid, I like a little bit of how James is, a little bit how Dylan is. I'm working to, you know, understand more about bonds and yields and stuff that I feel like I'm completely ignorant to, honestly. And even, you know, a piece of how Amish is. And I feel like I just take all of those and like put them into, like I'll use a New Orleans term, like a gumbo pot and mix it all together. And that's kind of what you get when you, you know, get me. So when it comes to like the next like six to eight months being that, you know, I'll be parenting and different things like that. Life doesn't stop. Pursuit of our goals doesn't stop. It just, if not, gives you more reason to be serious about what it is that you do. So for me, I think it'll be just pushing the gas more on education as far as educating myself because you meet so many people, like you say, you had uh, y'all had a phone call earlier with people who, you know, are doing great things, and 
we all have to find our niche. And that's why I kind of like lately, if you notice, like kind of in the hub, I've stepped back. And it's not so much that I've stepped back because I'm so busy. It's I stepped back because I want to get back to finding like, what do I want to look at, right? Like you say, everybody has their thing. Like Riz has his thing. And it's like, this is the box that I stay in because this is what I know that I'm good at. And let me master that. Uh, I found it hard for myself when I was looking at like a bunch of different charts, right? And I know that I like crypto. I know that I like the volatility. And I still like Forex and everything like that. But it's still basically finding like, what is it that I like and how does it work for me? Right. So I still like to read books. I still like to run marathon. Well, not marathons, but like five, 10 K races, like five, six miles or whatever the conversion is and things like that. So I want to be able to do everything that I love without going to the gas pump and freaking out like I did this week. So essentially for me, it's kind of like take your time, take a step back. There's a lot of information that we get over a large period of time. And I feel like sometimes everybody else may digest it faster than I do. And so you kind of got to find your own, like you say, your ikigai, you have to find your own rhythm and what works for you. And I think that over the years, me personally, I can speak for myself, have been afforded so many, not just opportunities, but so many different lanes of knowledge and or lanes of buckets to not just earn income, but to become a better person, to become a healthier person, to, you know, be inspired by you guys and different things like that, to just sometimes take a step back and remember when you first started, like, what were you after? Like, don't sit there and say, okay, well, yeah, we can make millions and millions of dollars, you know, if this coin does a hundred X, which is all fine and dandy, but if you don't have yourself as a person in line or who you are as an individual in line, none of that really matters. So for me, it's more about cleaning up who I am as a person and cleaning up the things that I feel like I need to work on as an individual to be better for more people, because it's been, you know, a stressful few years, like, you know, like I said, trying to help people and different things like that. So like I said earlier, like just recharging or rebranding yourself to go forward and to do different things in a different phase of life. So me, it's like a mixture of all. It's like get better at this, still enjoy your friends, still travel more, still understand the world more. And just to be able to have those opportunities. So that's basically like where I'm at over the next, you know, six to 12, maybe even 18 months. So, bro, I could listen to you talk all day, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pleasure, honestly. <laughs> you got a career as a motivational speaker, man, even none of this mm-hmm. stuff works out, honestly, bro. Let me tell you this real quick. People tell me that all the time. Let me tell you the reason why I don't like motivational speech, motivational speakers. You, you listen to a lot of motivational speakers, though, don't you? Yes, I do. I do. And it's for me personally, because that's how I started to learn things was when I didn't have any, you know, didn't have anything or I was in college and trying to figure out my way. That's what got me through the tough times. So I always go back to that to remember, like, remember when you were, you know, trying to make money in college and you used to sell used to buy what I used to do was I don't I haven't told many people this, but what I used to do in college was I used to buy like two pairs of Jordans, right? Sell one pair, keep the other pair for myself. And I do that like two, three times to pay my rent. 
So I got what I wanted. Plus, I was able to sell it. And eventually, I like cashed out like my whole collection to one of my friends. It was one of the worst investments I've ever made. I liquidated my assets way too early. But I used to just listen to a lot of like motivational tapes and stuff. So that would, that's what kind of gets me going as far as inspiration. But the reason I don't like it anymore now is because it's come become very like cliche. Like, so anybody can be a motivational speaker without having done anything, right? We all can get up and say, people go live on Instagram or people might post something or people, and it's become very watered down. So that's why I don't really like, you know, going into that kind of stuff. Like you still, like I say all the time, like you have your legends, like, you know, Tony Robbins and stuff like that, who really gets your mental going. But one guy posted on the grandma the other day, which I thought was kind of interesting. He was like, what if Instagram needed to see, you know, your bank balance or your history for you to post information about finance? Right. Mm. Like, what if they made you do this type of stuff to verify you giving information to other people about certain things? Like, it's become so watered down. So that's why I never really like, you know, tell people, like, no, I don't want to speak. People used to be like, oh, you should be a pastor. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that or anything like that. So <laughs> for me, it's just something personal that I realize, like, that's what gets me going is listening to something or somebody who's been through something that helps me get going. Everybody has their thing, and that's what it is for me. So. It's interesting you mentioned that Instagram thing the other day because I was reading, I was looking at something on Twitter the other day, and I was about to retweet something, and it and it came up underneath like, "Have you read this article? Make sure you read this article before you retweet it." I was like, "Whoa, that's interesting." I don't know if you saw that. I don't know if you guys have seen that before. No, no. <laughs> so yeah, I, I literally it was it was an article. I hadn't clicked on it, but I wanted to retweet it. Click the retweet button and it said you haven't read this article. Like you could be spreading false information, basically. So make sure you read this article before you retweet it, which was interesting. I was like, whoa, okay. That's that's a nice little add-on. Yeah, like that was it. completely, yeah. that's completely like off topic. No, no, no. But yeah. Cool. I want to just end on something quickly with this with this episode. Uh, something really important. Something you were talking about earlier this week, Hamish, and that's Yuga Labs. And the acquisition of... Oh, wow, here we go. Here we go. He's been been watching. I I, I might not buy any NFTs, but I pay attention to the space, you know? (laughs) That's that's educate yourself. Well, don't don't do what we did. Educate yourself and watch for the first six months and then buy something. Yeah, I've just been kind of... It was quite major news anyways. But Mm -hmm. yeah, Yuga Labs have acquired Bored Apes? No, Uh, no, so Yuga Labs are the company that uh, behind Bored Apes and they acquired the CryptoPunks and MeBits. Yeah, interesting, because some of the chats that I was a part of on mm. WhatsApp, a lot of the people were saying massive holding companies which own all the big projects feels very anti-Web3. Not sure how I feel about this. Oh, 100%. Better, new, better news for punks than apes. That's what that's what one guy. So there's two things here, right? Apes, a lot of people who got into apes are just normal people, and the ape floor off the top of my head now is what? I think it's like 70 ETH last time I saw. Yeah, 70, it, 75. It, it did, yeah. That's, there's definitely, you can, you could get a hundred, you could get a hundred ETH for your, for your ape, right? That's, that's what, 200,000, two and a half, 250, about $250,000, right? Now, those, the apes especially, probably above everything, are very recognizable, very sort of flexy, shall we say. So we've got, yeah. 
there seems to be a certain demographic that are leaning towards these and stereotypically it's kind of athletes and you know musicians and you know celebrities kind of thing right what i think so what i said the other day is that what i think yuga are trying to do is become like lmvh so lmvh is the parent company of like louis vuitton hermes and i don't i think I, i can't remember a lot of these big big brands right and a lot of people don't realize that they're under the same umbrella and it looks like it's going to become a, so if you think that i'm just going to use very uh, recognizable examples so if someone says i've got a punk they're going to be like oh okay and if someone says i've got an ape it's going to be like oh okay and then as soon as people realize that that's going to be like the balenciaga and hermes of this world it starts to hold a lot more weight shall we say mm-hmm. but the thing with that is that if you got in at the mint price of an ape was 0.2 ETH, right? And it's now worth, I don't know, 80 plus ETH. Do you then sell that now? Because that I wouldn't say that's liquidating too early because I don't know how much upside there is. I mean, it could go to two, three, four hundred ETH. We don't know, right? What's this, apes? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is apes is the only one where you can literally say that, okay, uh, it could go, but are you going to 10X from here? probably not right it's more of a kind of i have these i have this i'm in it's almost like i have a picasso i have a, a, a monet and yeah, yeah i'm in the club right i mean we see so many people now wearing the board ape merch at like a lot of sports games a lot of um there was some, something the other day where someone was wearing a board ape hoodie philadelphia 76ers game right and one of the players for the Sixers, tobias harris has a has an ape as well right and I think he literally went up to him and he said, I think, you know, when, I think if you sit quite close, you can actually get quite close to the players. And Tobias acknowledged that he's like a fellow Bored Ape member, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of crazy because it's like you almost you have this connection now that you're in this same club. Mm. So it's a fascinating one. I, I think we do start to see these LMVH, like big, super, super umbrellas. And you'll have, uh, I think if you have a cheaper project, but it's part of that umbrella, it becomes a lot more weighty kind of thing because it's almost like in the same, almost say family. Same yeah. Same yeah. family as like Gucci, Basile Valencia, blah, blah, blah. So you're going to have like these LMVH code. Cody another one who own Gucci and a lot of other brands. I don't know the exactly, I think they, they're, they're huge brands, right? We're not talking like H&M, we're talking like huge, 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 you know, fashion houses mm. kind of thing. And I can, and this is why we're saying that NFTs is going to most likely become their own asset class and not really, the only thing is that it's crypto, right? It's, you can pay in crypto. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, so say, you know, Justin Bieber bought an ape, right? He's not sitting on OpenSea with his MetaMask open looking at apes right he's just right. he's kind of got maybe a, a brochure or something or he's like i want that one right so then he then goes to a facilitator that's literally there you know as a middleman essentially and they'll say okay that ape is and they'll say in dollars right they don't justin bieber doesn't care how much ETH is or what ETH is just says look it's right this is four hundred thousand dollars just me like okay and that would include your admin fee your every, you know all your storage or every the whole the whole shebang right so Justin Bieber wires whatever the amount is, and then he then owns that piece of art. So I think you will see there's already a bracket of these, you know, these facilitators, if you like. It's the same. Sneaker culture is very, very similar. So, you know, you get people who you say to someone, I want, Corin, you sent me a pair of Jordan 3s yesterday, right? I forgot the name of it. But uh, if you have a plug and you say, I get just get me a pair of these, 
he's like, okay. He's like, and then he comes back to you with the prizes. I've got them, blah, blah, blah. So I do think NFTs become that and you will start seeing a lot of, a lot more mergers in terms of people having a umbrella of, of kind of groups, if you like. Is that very anti-Web3? It's that it's completely anti-Web3. Does anyone care? I mean, really, are you in it for the tech? Are you in it for the... You can still remain anonymous, mm. right? I mean, if you feel like you're sending out, then cool, don't, don't get involved. But that's just the way it works. You know, we were saying, what was it, a couple of weeks ago where Clubhouse had an idea and then Twitter just basically did the same thing, right? Mm. And it's always like, you're a big fish until you get in the ocean, right? And then all of a sudden there's whales and all kind of all kind of things. So it's fascinating. I think it's good for the space because what it means is that it then starts to give a lot more holding, a lot more weight to the serious projects. And if you kind of just watch and observe what's going on, I think you you'll you'll see that kind of happening. I think that's why that's my thesis anyway. So real quick, I looked at right now the floor on the board eight is ninety two e. Yeah, I know it was close to hundred. Yeah. But then I guess I last week it was like 70. So it had yeah. a good little, nice yeah. little run. Yeah. I mean, some, um, people, some people I saw, they bought at like 68, 71. Because mm-hmm. you know that even if you make five ETH, that's $10,000, right? That's a lot yeah. of money. Do you know what I mean? I mean, a lot of yeah. people don't have that capital because it's a lot easier to make that kind of money when you have that capital. But obviously your percentage return rec- decreases, but your dollar amount is still, you know, five, six figures. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you think that, like for example, like with the board ape idea, let's just stick there, right? Where there's like okay, ten thousand of these pictures, NFTs, whatever, right? Yeah. And people continuously sell them. That the club will get bigger because of the chain reaction of sales. So, for example, if there are ten thousand people who mm. can get into this club, right? Yeah. But let's say you sold yours. Yeah. Now there'll be more than ten thousand people. No, so no, no. You, if you them. sell it, that's it. That's not. It's not yours anymore. Right. But the point that I'm making is yeah, there yeah. are people who still wear the merch as if. Yeah. You know, and that's like, why you I, you could look. You can wear the merch. The merch ain't going to get you into the yacht party. No, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is well, I'm saying that and I'm trying to be nice about it because I know no, someone no, don't, per- just just say it. I don't, don't mention I know, names. I know, just say I it. Know, man. I know someone personally who I yeah. I just know someone personally, and okay. you know how these things can be verified, right? Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. he posted on the gram like, Oh, I bought this ape, da 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 da. Okay, this, cool. that, and the third, I own this ape. But of course you can go look it up and it's like you don't own this. That's but I'm calling on the getting, bullshit. But you're getting, and I don't want to do that because the average person doesn't know, right? But we'll, the thing we'll is, do it. no, but TCC forensics. <laughs> but the point, I'll call like, the guy, like the guy, like the guy with the watches. Have y'all seen the fake watch guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just calls everybody out on the watches. So, yeah. but the thing is about it is you're using this profile picture to yeah. gain notoriety and get into places because people are now attracted to you because they think that you own this, but yeah. most people don't know how to go to OpenSea and verify okay. this is okay. information. Okay, there's two things here, right? Don't hate the player, hate the game. Right? Okay. So right. he's being advantageous, fine. But he's running that risk and he's willing to take that risk, knowing that most people will just believe it. Fine. Right? That's fine. But, and it might never happen. If he gets into a place and someone says, oh, he's, you know, he's showing off his he might be, you know, super, super plain out of it, but like a board ape on his Apple Watch, right? Mm-hmm. And someone's like, oh man, you're, you're board ape, right? Then what's going to happen is one day he'll bump into another board ape guy, right? 
And someone might just call bullshit and be like, right, show me. Right. As long as he has a answer for that point. But until then, it's like, it's just another, you're just being smart, right? Is it being smarter? Is of it course it's like being smart. in the game a little bit? You know, I mean, the like, game is the game, man. The game is the game. You know, we don't, we don't, you know, you don't buy just because we wouldn't do it doesn't mean anyone else, that, you know. But yeah. the thing is, I guess what I'm saying is the point yeah. that the point of like a lot of NFTs, not the point, but a good part of it is the fact that it's instantly like verified. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It's one of one. There's one to one. Like five people can't own this same one. No, like no. it's not possible. But to use the fact that you know someone that you owned it to gain notoriety, yeah. I think that's foolishness. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I mean, it's completely it's it's leech behavior. Right? Yeah, so you're leeching off other people's hard work and other people's thinking, and that's just the way society is. There's always going to be people like that, right? It's like people who uh, you drove that girl who made her living room look like a private jet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah, same yeah. principle. It's the same th- thing. Isn't that the same people? They just you know until until you get caught out, you're willing to make that risk. And if someone if someone falls for that, shame on them. It's not like if you don't, but if, you, the, if you, that's the way the world, the world, you know, is, is full of con artists. And it's, but the thing, the thing, this is, this is why I, I don't know, I feel this way is because it's like, this is a space where it's new, right? It's yeah. not like we know what Damier print or monogram Louis Vuitton print, like we know what that looks like, yeah, right? Yeah. He, it's not, and Louis didn't come out yesterday, mm-hmm. right? It came out before any of us were born. So these things are, what is it, like logos or whatever, where they're recognized. Right now, mm-hmm. it's fake. It's not whatever, but it's not yeah. like it just came out and people are trying to understand like what's Balenciaga. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're all trying to understand this phase, and you're already <laughs> ready to. Oh yeah, fake it. It's oh, like 100%. come on, man. Like it just came out. Like relax. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, right no, 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 no. You know, like, the, this is how people. Well, some people, right? And you have to like it's chess, right? You have to be like three steps ahead of your of your competition. And look, nine times out of 10, that will work. It's just the one time that it doesn't, it's what the consequence of that are. It's like how... Like why would you at the yacht party, basically? Oh, yeah. Or, or, or say... Yeah, you just say, oh, you're coming to the Miami, whatever, whatever. Right? And you'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. I mean, you, look, people are going to are gonna fake it. All, all I would say is that if you... If you see someone brag about a board ape or any significant blue chip NFT, I would just do your Googles. And it's very easy to do so. If you don't have the, this is a bit of bit of useful information. If you don't know how to, if you don't know the username, the OpenSea account username, you can literally go into like Board Ape and search for search for that one by traits. So you can either look at like all the, I don't know, blue backgrounds or like leather jackets or like whatever, like you'll notice some sort of trait. So if you really want to do your Googles, you can literally find any one. And then once you see which one that is, you just go to whoever user it is. And then then you just say, is this you? And if they say, or if you say, what's your OpenSea username? If they don't use it, he says, fine, I found you. And that'll be an interesting conversation. We should like make a vlog out of that, trying to call bullshit on a fake board. It would go well viral. (laughs) (laughs) See, I ain't trying to start no shit. I'm just trying to, you know. An an unknown an unknown source gave us a little tip that you're you're 
yeah, it's cool. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> in five years' time, like, uh, who knows? Who in five months' time? Who knows? Right. So this is the thing: is that these things can go really, really, really viral very quickly. I mean, Azuki was the other one, right? Which just mm. went nuts over the last couple of months, but it's kind of died down a bit, a bit now. So unless you're really in like a forever project. I think some of the the keys is just to get in and get out, even if it's like a little bit of profit here and there that kind of compounds up. But I'm not talking about like undercutting floor prices and, you know, obviously everyone's different and and that's fair enough, but yeah, yeah, get in and out. No, we still need to go up and then we'll get out. I'll get out. I don't care. (laughs) Oh God. So with the apes. Yes. What is the... What's the roadmap for the apes now? Like, what's the next thing on the horizon for that? For I that think literally it seems like it's died out a little bit. No, literally yes, yesterday. Yesterday, they I think they are releasing like a metaverse place, so like land, so official boarding oh, right, land. Okay. I know there's talk of a token as well, ape token. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a MetaMask token being released. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like someone sent it to me yesterday. So it's going to be called Mask. I'll send it to you guys later on. Yeah, yeah someone, someone, someone sent me an article saying MetaMask are releasing a token, which would be interesting. Yeah, so so with with Bored Apes, it's I don't know, I don't know if anything they'll ever bring out will be as significant as the Bored Apes or a mutant ape kind of thing. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting one because it's like, how do you sustain that? Yeah, you have a big hype and that maybe lasts six, eight, nine, twelve months, but how do you main how do you maintain longevity in that? And no one knows the answer because there isn't, there's not, it's only such a new space. Yeah, of course. So who knows? I mean, punk seems to have, like, you don't hear anything about punks kind of thing. And, and maybe they're just like, oh, you know what? We're fine. We're good. Made our, made our thing and we, we're good to go. Because I forget punks were 2017. They're not new. Right. Yeah, they were like the original. Yeah, generation. yeah. That's why, that's why they have so much value. But apes were. They are cool though, the punks. I do like them. They are pretty cool. Okay, here's one. Here's one right now, right? Here's one right now. We'll end on this. Someone that says to you right now, ape or punk, any one of your choice, what one are you taking? Punk. Oh, I'll take an ape. I am going for the board Ape Yacht Club. Just for the culture, man, because I think it's, it's just so yeah. much more significant yeah. for the culture than the punks are. Yeah, I've always said I prefer the look of them as well. Yeah, look as well, of course. Yeah, but yeah. like I said, punks are still—they look pretty cool as well. Just like I said, it's got that old school nostalgic feel about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I yeah. like. Yeah, punks, punks are pretty cool. I remember they had an insane run like last year. Yeah, I, I think it's when we—I think when we were doing the clubhouse sessions, we're like, "What the hell's going on?" If we yeah, knew, yeah, them, yeah. If we knew <laughs> them, if we knew them, oh, man, I remember that was when I was in Miami and we were on clubhouse. I'll never forget it. I was like, man, if we just, if I just took that eight hundred dollars and <laughs> it just would be different, man. I was like, but no, whatever. Bro, if we just if we just sold all our XRP in 2018 and just went all into a punk, Jesus Lord, mate, it would have been different, different. The reason I say punk is just basic because it's just like the genesis. Like, it's like, you know, the... It's the Bitcoin, almost. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it, like, you can't just go buy it off of OpenSea. I mean, you can, but it's... it's, You have to go through a lot more just to purchase it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a way more serious buyer currently than 
apes. And I think apes will get there, of course. But I don't know. I just don't like the stigma around apes all the time. Just even like on Twitter, you know. If I was a person who bought it at $800, I'd for sure be have already sold it. So I don't know. It's interesting one, right? Hindsight is it's 2020, right? Know, yeah, man. for sure. Hindsight, I mean, but then me, I probably would have sold it at 10 E. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'd yeah. be sitting there at 100 E looking crazy anyway. So. Yeah. yeah, it's true, man. True. I, I don't think it would have held to 100. Like, I don't think we would have passed crazy. up on 10 E like a year ago. No, from 0. 0.2 to 10? Yeah. Even like fifty, man. Like, even if we were brave enough to hold it to fifty, I think fifty would have been like, okay. Well, this is what this is. This is why we say, if you mint something, don't mint one, because you can right. sell one at ten and then hold. And you're like, okay, well, if it keeps going, then oh shit, it's at twenty, it's at thirty, it's at forty. Oh, okay, we're yeah. going, we're going matching Lamborghinis. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> matching APs. Yeah, because you'll note that people who minted them, they didn't have one; they have multiple. And I think one people that have got one subsequently have bought one because they're ridiculously priced. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Ah, oh, interesting, very interesting, guys. Well, yeah. I think it was a good episode. Covered that was, lots. It was a great episode. Covered lots. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Any last thoughts you want to add before we depart? Everyone, subscribe to Macro IQ. Oh, that's very nice of you. And <laughs> no, for sure, because I'm. That's definitely my homework for today, for sure. And then once I saw you post that uh, FOMC one, I'm like, nah, I yeah. gotta hurry up and get subscribed. Man's not subscribed out here. I gotta get subscribed. So man's not hot. <laughs> man's, yeah, yeah. Man's, yeah. Man's gotta get his life right. <laughs> Dylan's about to go get the popcorn ready for this evening. What time? Half seven. Oh, right? mate, six, six, six. Oh, six, six okay. is the six is the announcement. Oh, yeah. of the, so that would be I'm, like I'm one p.m. Yeah. yeah, and then half six will be the press conference. So that's the press conference is what you really want to pay attention to. I'm just going to ask you up or down. That's what I need to know. Don't, don't. <laughs> that's all you ever ask. <laughs> After FOSD, Amish just tags me in the WhatsApp and they'll be like, up or down, sir. I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sideways. <laughs> but anyway, hopefully by the time this goes out, Chelsea will be in the next stage of the Champions League. And most important of all, hopefully we will have some very exciting news in the next couple of days. For sure. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. That's yeah. oh, how I just clocked it. I'm always late to this kind of stuff, man. I'm always late to like clocking on. That's all right. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, excited for you, bro. Excited for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're ready, man. We're ready. We're ready. We're ready. Right, boys. Pleasure as always. We'll on catch you note. next week, guys. Yeah. And send it, send, send it. it, send it. Send it. <laughs>